Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for May 19th. In the year of our Lord, 2022, this is our one of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America. That is our guide. And absolutely, we're convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers, one of the peaceful, restorative solutions we still have at our fingertips. As you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Welcome to the broadcast. Hope you're all doing absolutely fantastic. A quick recap of yesterday's show we had on James Edwards, race politics and hypocrisy in 21st century America, thepoliticalcesspool.org. And uh, we talked about 2,000 mules selling out at theaters across the nation, receiving raving reviews from moviegoers across the country. We talked about despite unconstitutional red flags, um, I guess red flag state laws in New York. Um, anyway, wherever this guy is, I think he's in New York. Buffalo suspect is Peyton Jenrin, whatever the guy's name is. Uh, he bought a rifle legally, folks. So, you know, they tell you all about these laws. and The problem is they use the laws against all of us, but they don't apply the laws when they ought to be applied. All right? No one wants criminals with guns. But you know what? The laws don't prevent that is the problem. Anyway, we also talked about this relates to birth rates keep falling in the United States for women. Americans simply are not making enough babies to replace ourselves, says MSNBC. Uh, and you say, Sam, what are you talking about? You first start talking about guns, then this. Well, they're tying this gun craze guy to this um, uh, race replacement theory they claim that we have. Uh, and they're really trying to target Republicans. They say Republican silence in the tide of rising murders by extremists. New York Times writes that article. And they're basically talking about, hey, you know what? The Republicans don't say anything against murder. Or against That's just totally bogus. We all speak out against it. But you know what? If you're a Christian, one of the Ten Commandments is thou shalt not kill. So to me, it goes without saying. I don't need to every day um, just condemn, 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 condemn the shooter. Look, his actions are already condemned. They should be condemned. But, but I don't need to say it every second. It goes without saying. But they make you believe that we believe uh, this critical race idea so you got critical race theory okay but then you also have this you know race replacement idea they want you to believe that it's a theory they lie to you they want you to believe that we won't double down in defense of it that we're alluding to it by virtual signaling or dog whistling or something but we won't tell you straight out what we believe or what we think or why let me tell you exactly what I believe so that you're not confused okay let me double down and be super clear first off it's not a conspiracy uh it's a fact okay this critical race replacement this race replacement is not a theory it's a fact okay and the replacement fact reality is documented 66 ways from sunday that there is an effort to replace white americans white voters with immigrants and people of color there is you don't believe me the proof is the border leaks like a sieve and over 100,000 people come into our country illegally. Barack Obama lies and says if they vote, they're citizens. 
Okay, the white race was 90 plus percent of America yesteryear. It's going down every single year and it will reach. What do you want to say? Below 50 percent. And when it does, we will be for the most part replaced. Now, it's happening because of immigration in America, but it's also happening because white people will not have children. All the other races have babies and multiply and replenish the earth, as God said to. But the whites simply don't. They have been educated and brainwashed into believing that having children is bad. It just ruins a woman to have a baby. That's just the worst thing she could do with her body. Right? So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. And, and I get to this for a reason. Um, they want you to believe, though, that because I acknowledge this race replacement fact that I'm a racist, that I'm a hater, that I'm evil. No, I'm not. Let me explain where I stand. I believe we're all God's children, and we should behave that way and treat each other such. I believe every race has a godly heritage, and every race was made by God. And I believe that we ought to be kind and respectful to one another. But I also don't believe in forcing the races together in this government-controlled melting pot. I believe in people being able to freely associate with one another as they choose. And I believe that, you know what, blacks and whites uh, and other races do commingle in society quite well when left alone. But when forced by government, then it goes off the rails. Okay, 90% of this race hate stuff going on, uh, black on white, white on black, whatever, it's all fomented by your government, folks. Day to day, I just traveled up the East Coast, just traveled across this wonderful land, and I dealt with people of all colors, and nobody had a problem with anybody. We all got along great. We were kind and respectful and appreciative of one another. Everybody just went their way and did their thing, and we freely associated, and it was fantastic. So this idea that I'm a racist is a lie. This idea that I believe that whites aren't having babies like they should, look, multiply and replenish the earth has never been rescinded, folks. Government doesn't want you to have children, but God does. Well, other races get it. We don't. Why? I don't know. But that's a lot of the reason we're being replaced. But look, I don't mind people coming to America legally. But when you come to America illegally in droves and overwhelm our system and it's done as an illegal act, I'm against that illegal activity. Absolutely against it. Why? Not because of the color of their skin, but because it is illegal. Let me say it again. Not because of the color of their skin. It's because it's illegal. And the problem is it becomes a national security crisis when the content of the character, bar borrowing a king term, Martin Luther was a big old joke himself. It's not even his real name. And he was a... Um, a a ne'er-do-well, a bad guy also. They won't tell you that, but go study. You'll know the truth. The FBI documented it until the cows come home. Nevertheless, I digress. I'm just telling you, it isn't about the color of one's skin. Uh, and, but you know what? When you bring all kinds of ne'er-do-wells, illegals, with criminal pasts to America without any vetting, you're insane from a national security point of view. Okay? So I'm against it because it's illegal, and I'm against it because it's a national security crisis, not because of the color of someone's skin. I am concerned of the content of the character of many of the people we're bringing in. I think any wise nation would be careful of that. But why do they dub me a racist? Why do they tell me it's a theory? Why do they mock? Because they're criminals themselves. Now, they say about 30 minutes before they launched this massacre at this Buffalo supermarket, this guy invited a group of people to his online media service. They knew about it, watched it go down, and nobody dealt with or called the cops or the authorities or anything else. The gunman set up um, cameras and, and, and then broadcasted it live. It reminds me back of the Vegas thing where the man set up cameras at Mandalay Bay. Uh, they say that tells investigators that he intentionally planned the massacre. In both cases, they say this is true. But look, there's an attack on every one of us over it. Why? 
There's attack on gun rights. There's an attack on me and you, just the average Joe being a racist. There's a dishonest attack on the social media platforms, Discord and Twitch. There's an attack on everything you and I hold dear. Really, there's an attack on Christians. It's a shame to say the least. Without further ado, we're going to bring on our guest slash co-host, Eldon Stahl, because uh, I want him to talk about this with me, folks. He's the field coordinator at the John Birch Society, jbs.org, also the newamerican.com. Welcome back to Liberty Roundtable Live, sir. Well, thank you. It's great to be back. I, I didn't know I was up, upgraded to co-host. That's that's quite a deal. But That's because you're getting uh, better every, every time, and you're oh, showing up well. stable as a rock, <laughs> and that's what it takes to actually be a host, my friend. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> yeah, it's it's been, been fun so far, so I look forward to today. Amen. Now, so what do you think about this? I'm saying we're all God's children. We got to act like it. The reason we're against this replacement uh, is because of the reasons they articulated about national security and the content of people's characters and criminals and illegality and all that stuff. But they want you to believe that I'm just a racist and that this is just some theory that I have that we're being replaced. It, it's documented until the cows come home. It's not even a debate about a theory. Um but they also want you to believe that I'm evil because I have this understanding uh, and this concern. Do you want to respond? Yeah, you know, there's a lot of people that uh, I think don't understand the, um, you might say, the the conspiratorial side of history where people actually plan uh, nefarious, evil things in secret uh, to achieve evil ends. And, uh, you know, Immigration is one thing that's kind of easy to sell to people because it's the idea of, uh, well, we should just be welcoming to everybody and all that, and that sounds pretty good to the average person. Uh, but if you take that to, you know, its logical end uh, where there's no limitations on immigration, then uh, you're opening yourself up to being, um, I guess, subject to falling for the idea that immigration for immigration's sake is a as an end in itself and it's a good thing when it, you can look throughout history and see very clearly that immigration is at times used as a vehicle for revolution as to, for social change for political change and that's what's going on with the mass immigration into the United States without regard to national security or or basic concerns of uh, the state or society uh, at large, you're going to have uh, the people changed. And uh, if many people call the United States a democracy, of course it's not, but still we have voting and uh, and uh, the people in any society, regardless of how the government is, uh, if you change the people, you change the society, you change the politics, you change the economics, you, you change the education, all of those things. And that's really what the uh, revolutionists, whether they're Marxists or socialists or whatever you call them, uh, they want that because they know that the effect. And of course, they anybody that uh, opposes it, they claim, well, you're just secretly hating, you're a racist, and you know, we can see into your heart somehow. Amen to that. Hang tight, ladies and gentlemen. Eldon Stahl, Sam Bushman on your radio. Kelly's joining us in seconds for the Honest Money Report. You're listening to the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live. 
Have you ever heard of Loving Liberty Ladies? Well, the Loving Liberty Ladies are here to help you learn our American heritage and the way it affects today's society. The Loving Liberty Ladies also have a discussion guide called Proclaim Liberty. And with this guide, you can start your own group in your hometown. Get yours today on our website at lovingliberty.net. Look for our lesson supplements, too. They're free. To hear all the special offers and to join the fight for freedom and liberty, please go to lovingliberty.net. The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues of the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like this year's Buckaroo calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8, 44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil spiritual power to the beast, and that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9, 6. That verse is not for the present day church. Rather, it is for the end time church, the body of the line of Judah, a message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. politicians, bureaucrats, and educrats, and all do-getters to please obey the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. This is Liberty Roundtable. All right, Eldon Stahl still with me, ladies and gentlemen, and Kelly Finnegan joins the mix. You're talking about the Honest Money Report and a whole lot more. Kelly, welcome back, sir. Thank you very much. All right, so we're talking about this uh, shooter guy that went crazy in the supermarket or whatever. Uh, and um, they really say the guy was a white supremacist. And uh, really, all white supremacists are everywhere now. And really, the problem is you got these, um, well, it's Republicans. It, Republicans are the key to disinformation. Republicans believe in what's called um, race replacement theory, they claim. I believe it's race replacement fact. It's not a racial discussion. The fact is that the white families are having less children by choice, I believe by propaganda education. Nevertheless, we're having less children and other races are having more children. Therefore, eventually you'll be replaced. But in America, it's primarily that combined with immigration bringing this on for us. And the white race is having less and less and less of a percentage of society. Now, you can debate the pros and cons of that, but I don't believe it's a theory. It's a fact. Uh, and I think it's documentable till the cows come home. Uh, the problem is that the, the, the theory then says that because of that, whites are going to be outvoted and outranked and everything else by other races, and, and it's a horrible thing. Um, I think they're dividing us up over this. You know, nobody wants to be a racist. I believe we're all God's children and should behave such, Kelly. Uh, but I bring this up and ask you this question, though, about this. You know, how do we deal with this? I, I think it's a fact. I, I'm not concerned about people coming to America, but I am concerned when they come illegally. 
And I am concerned of the content of the character of some of the people that are coming. It's becoming a national security crisis. So I'm, I'm concerned about illegal activity. I'm concerned about the national security crisis. Uh, and I'm concerned that, that, that more and more people who do not understand the Constitution, the checks and balances, our way of life, uh, are coming in, getting control of our system, not understanding what made America so great, the morality of the people, the checks and balances, not understanding our proper role of limited government. To where Those are my concerns. I don't want to check somebody's um, skin color at the border. What I do want to check, though, is, hey, are they a criminal from another nation? Have we got a national security problem? Secondarily, why are they here? Are they here for a handout and socialist reasons? Are they here to just vote Democrat to see what they can get from the large ask? Or do they really understand America and are they really here for freedom? Uh, and I think there's a, a reality check to that. I believe we're all God's children and should behave like that. I believe every race is a godly heritage, is a godly race, and should be celebrated and understood. But see, for that, I'm a, I'm a racist, believe in conspiracy theories, Kelly. Yeah, it's funny how that, you know, the way you stand up to that is you just don't give into it. Uh, every time somebody calls you something and you have to react to it, you're just, you're just giving into that. You, don't, you just have to just give them a look of indignation and, and scoff, you know. But yeah, this is the only country that is trying to get people to be able to vote without proving that they can vote. And unfortunately, it's white people that are doing this for people of color and because they're ashamed of, of what they are supposedly and uh and and i guess they think they're the true racist because they think that you know people that are black or hispanic are, are too stupid to be able to figure out how to get a driver's license or an id uh these people no, nobody can get on an airplane without having an id so obviously they must have some unless kind you're of illegal then you can well, that's true now, <laughs> thanks to the Biden administration. Yeah, you need to get on a plane without an ID. And uh, I love that uh, Ron DeSantis and Governor Abbott have been shipping people up to Washington, D.C. and Delaware. Like, here, you want them? You got them. Yeah, so what do you say to this, Eldon? That's my problem here is that, look, i got to have an ID to go on a plane. They're going to have me take off half my clothes to go on a plane. Now, I've been in the United States for 54 years. I'll be 55 in a few days, okay? And uh, so 55 years I've been in America. I don't have even a driving ticket to my name. I got a clean record. I've literally been background checked by the FBI on multiple occasions because I've had financial uh, licenses like mortgage licenses and insurance licenses, and, and they require a fiduciary responsibility. And so they've got all my fingerprints and my thumbprints and my palm prints and everything else. Okay, so... In America, I should be able to go anywhere I want, do anything I want easily because, look, they know my background. They know that I'm safe. It'll be, you know, it's so easy. I've been in America 55 years, but there's been no problems, and they've got all my background checks. I'm fine to deal with the financial world. I should be fine to go on a plane. But they want to, you know, take away my um, nail clippers, or uh, they want to say that I can't have a drink, okay? But yet they're going to let illegals just jump on by the thousands on these planes. This is my concern. It has nothing to do with the fact that I'm white and they may or may not be. These people are crazy, Eldon. Yeah, well, it's, uh, you know, oftentimes we look at things and we think, oh, it's people that are just crazy or incompetent. But if it's, if it's craziness or incompetence, from time to time they would make a mistake in our favor, wouldn't they? Good point. So, I think they're crazy. I don't think it's incompetence at all. In fact, I think they're crazy evil, and it's intentional, Kelly. 
Oh yeah, definitely. It's it's all being done. There's a there's a purpose to everything. It's it's not an oversight. So you've got the illegals that can get yep. formula now at the border, but then the American um, shelves are empty from formula. That's just one kind of point that has brought this into the mainstream. Republican mothers and Republican congresswomen and stuff around the country are going, this is wrong. And now there's somehow racist Republican women that have been hiding their racism for years, uh, Eldon, for years. Yeah, supposedly. Well, you know, the the thing with uh, what do they call it? race replacement replacement theory, um, you know, back in I believe it was in the 60s, they changed the laws on, um, you know, where people would come from to bring in immigrants and the focus became just well quotas from certain parts of the world uh, rather than considering well what are these people's attitudes about uh, or understanding of basic uh, principles of freedom or um, you know all all kinds of things that were were basic uh, considerations in the past Um, now, when they expanded that, of course, yes, there were more people, you might say, of darker skin rather than mainly from Europe, as, as was before. Um, but it also meant that you, you brought in more people that had a different understanding of what our country was about. And that, of course, is going to change the society. So it's not about race, although these people tend to have different skin color, but they use the idea of race as a way to divide us and to get people, you know, you, you throw out that race card and then it stops people from engaging their mind uh, in a critical thinking uh, so they disregard uh, what you're trying to say. So that's, that's really the game they're, they're playing. To me, the critical thinking is vital. To me, the desires of your heart, as Kelly wisely, um, or was it you, Eldon? I can't remember. Either way, um, one of you referred to that point, and that's what we're talking about here, in my opinion. Are you a good, honest, wise person? Are you coming to America to embrace the principles of freedom, or are you looking for an ignorant populace that you can take advantage of if you're a criminal, or are you looking for just a handout to be on the dole for the system? You know, your intentions matter. Your past history matters. Uh, and if people want to come to America legally, and yes, we've got a problem with the legal door. It's too tiny. If, if you really want to come here for the right reasons and you're a good person, it's almost impossible. Now, if you want to go ahead and just you know slide across the border and get on the dole and vote Democrat, then it's, you know, hey, honey, take your coat off. Baby, sit down, take your coat off or whatever. Um, kind of an idea. And so I've got a problem with this from a, a security point of view. I mean, what if somebody really has evil intent? I've got a problem about this when it comes to understanding of who we are as a people in a country and your reasons for wanting to be here. Um, I've got a problem with the socialism that takes place when we, uh, I mean, I've got a problem even if we just redistribute the wealth in America for Americans, much less uh, for people in, engaged in illegal activity. It has everything to do with these things, the principles, what made, makes America great, the morality. Why are you here? What do you want to accomplish? Do you believe in our, our way of life and our government? Do you have to identify with us culturally. See, this is a culture war. You know, do you believe in Christian values? Do you believe in the fundamental Ten Commandments, whether you believe they're a religious creed or just a, a great basis for civilized society? Either way, I, we need these things or else eventually we will lose our country. We will be eventually generationally, generationally marginalized by those who are having more children and marginalized by those who are coming in in droves to the point where the Christian conservative moral understanding of america will be on the heap of yesteryear 
And that really, to me, uh, is the big concern. Kelly? Well, it's interesting. You know, if you want to find a, someone who believes in the American values, go find a first-generation Cuban that came here and fled mm-hmm. socialism. And, yeah. and then the 50s, <laughs> they had, right. you know, people fled Columbia, and they, they were doctors and lawyers, and they settled around Chicago because of the opportunities. It wasn't here to come here to, to get. It was to share an, an, an opportunity. And that's what America is, is an opportunity. Amen. And when we come back, I want to make one more point about language and culture. Uh, we'll do it all in seconds. Kelly Finnegan with me. Eldon Stahl with me. I am Sam Bushman. Brian's out uh, taking care of some uh, personal business, but he'll be back with us next week. Have no fear. We'll do the Honest Money Report and a whole lot more in seconds. This is Liberty Roundtable Live. Pursuing liberty, using the Constitution as our guide. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. The U.S. economy continues to falter. Stocks on Wednesday had their steepest losses in over two years following disappointing earnings from Target, Walmart, and Lowe's. The Dow Jones fell 3.57%, the NASDAQ was off 4 and 3 quarters percent, and the S&P 500 lost just over 4%. As many Americans are wondering how we got here, millions of parents and caregivers in the United States who rely on formula to feed their children cannot do so due to the baby formula shortage in the United States. President Biden has a plan. I'm invoking what they call the Defense Production Act to ensure that manufacturers have the necessary ingredients to make safe, healthy infant formula here at home. The Defense Production Act gives the government the ability to require suppliers to direct needed resources to infant formula manufacturers before any other customer who may have ordered that good. USA Radio News. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-444-9336. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes or overweight or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-444-9336. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-444-9336. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Call 800-444-9336. 800-444-9336. Hatred is causing some to commit horrific acts of violence. Authorities in Orange County, California, say hatred against Taiwan motivated a Chinese-born gunman from Las Vegas to open fire on the Irvine Taiwanese Presbyterian Church. Investigators say David Chow chained the doors and used super glue on the locks before he opened fire. Orange County Sheriff Don Barnes says one parishioner, Dr. John Chang, is a hero in the incident. It is known that Dr. Chang charged the individual, the suspect, attempted to disarm him, which allowed other parishioners to then intercede, taking the suspect into custody. Chang died, but Barnes says his actions probably saved the lives of dozens of people. Five were wounded in the attack, which is also being investigated as a hate crime. Chow is being held in lieu of a million dollars. For USA Radio News, I'm Kenneth Burns in New York. 
NASCAR Racing is in Fort Worth, Texas this weekend. USA Radio News. With news the networks refuse to use. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right, Brian or Brian Russ not with us. Kelly Finnegan is, though. Wonderful news. Um, and Eldon Stahl with us as well, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking about this critical replacement theory idea. And I don't believe it's a theory. I believe it's a fact. And I believe we ought to be candid and open instead of just attacking one another about conspiracy theories. Uh, I think we ought to talk about the real reasons we believe in this and why. It's not racial. It's not that I hate anybody of any other races. That's a big old lie to marginalize me, to play games with reality. It's not honest. It's not open. It's not real dialogue. It's not real discussion. All right. Look, the biggest reason I have a problem with it, I've already told you, is that it has to do with national security and the content of the character of the people coming to America and the lack of understanding by we, the American people, having children is a blessing from God Almighty, not something to be cursed and jettisoned. Multiplying and replenish the earth has never been rescinded. Uh, and how many children you have is, is up to you, but I'm just telling you that we're not replacing ourselves, and therefore we're going to be replaced because there are those who are. Really simple stuff. I digress, though. What I really want to talk about, though, is I'm concerned about the culture in America. When people come here and don't understand our laws, don't understand our culture and our way of life, think about the Muslim behavior towards women. Okay, I don't want Muslims coming and just thinking they can rape women in America. Okay, we believe in a higher moral standard than that. Okay, I don't want these things. Okay, and I know a lot of people that are coming aren't criminals, but a lot are. And you don't know who's who. But it comes down to even a more simple uh, reality than that, ladies and gentlemen. What about just our culture, our customs, and our language? See, in the past, as Kelly wisely pointed out, you know, people would come in the 50s and whatever. They would all come and jettison their language. And they would learn English. Now, they might speak their own language, their uh, native tongue in their homes, they might try to teach their children to be bilingual, be bilingual. That's wonderful and fine. But they primarily would speak English. And a lot of the even older immigrants wouldn't even really talk too much about their home countries. They would say, you know what? We're Americans now. Where I lived was no good. Where we live is wonderful uh, because of freedom. There's no tyranny. There's no socialism. They would understand this. And I'm not suggesting that we jettison the, the understanding of their cultural norms. or uh, They can hold on to a lot of their heritage. I don't have any problem with that. But when you won't even embrace the principles of the culture or the heritage or the language of America, but you want to be here, I'm telling you, you're off on the wrong foot to start. Eldon, then Kelly. Yeah, my uh, uh, my father-in-law has an experience with this. He, uh, well, in the 90s, he came from uh, Soviet Russia, and then it, it fell apart, basically, in the early 90s. Um, but when he came to Germany with his family, uh, they had a, a real process of assimilation. They had to stay in some place for, uh, I don't know, several months or what. But anyway, um, all these people that had newly come to Germany, um, now that's all changed in Germany. Now Germany is just being flooded with new immigrants from all different places. But there's no process of assimilation, of just basic uh, learning basic Stuff about being a German uh, and the, you know it's kind of like uh, they're worshiping at the altar of the idea of multiculturalism that somehow the process of assimilation is this terrible hateful thing 
whereas uh, really it's in the interest of a country to have people go through a certain um, level of assimilation so that uh, the process of immigration does not become a process of cultural, societal, uh, political, economic revolution. And uh, so that's definitely in the interest of a society to have uh, a certain assimilation process happen, but that's uh, being looked down upon in the United States. So anytime you, you jettison that process, you're embracing uh, this type of revolution that, like the uh, cold, the Marxists and, and other revolutionaries want. Uh, Kelly? Yeah, well, when I go in for whatever, to the doctor or whoever and they have to ask you what your race is, if Native American isn't on there, which I will check because I was born here, I will do other. And when they ask me to specify, I put American because that's what I am. I don't care what color of skin someone has. Are you, are you bought into being an American? And I hate this where they allow people to have dual citizenship. You know what? You should be able to just say, you know what? I'm putting all my eggs in this basket and I'm going to be an American. And my wife's grandfather came here when he was 14 from Greece, uh, you know, before World War One. And he, his name was Angelos Kiriakos, and he had his name changed to Angel Karras, and that was when he became an American. And then he served in World War One in, in Europe and went over and helped the Allies there, and, and that's how he got his citizenship. He, he had skin in the game, and he was proud to be an American his whole life. And that's what I'm talking about, ladies and gentlemen, the color of your skin or is irrelevant to me. We're all God's children. Let's behave like it. But let's also take care of national security. Let's also uphold the laws of America because a country that doesn't have laws ain't going to be a country very long. I'm telling you right now, that's the real concern. All right, enough of that. Let's move now to um, the Honest Money Report. Kelly Finnegan with us, and he's uh, got gold. What's gold looking like, sir? Well, gold's up to 1842.60, and that's down from where it was. It was up over 1900, but it's up 2460 today. 1842 60. Yep. Silver? And, uh, silver 2193 up 44 cents. Platinum okay. 966 up 22. And your rhodium that you love is 1650. Wow. Kurt uh, loves down. the rhodium. Not me. I can't afford it there, oh, Kelly. Down 550. But, <laughs> but it's interesting that these metals have gone up. I mean, the stock market fell over a thousand points yesterday you know the the dow i mean it, it's uh there's a bloodbath in the stock market so everybody's going back to the it's funny how they go back and forth and back and forth depending on what the fed tells them to do instead of just saying you know what this the the u.s dollar is uh we they played games with it so much that the rest of the world really doesn't want it anymore because like russia said hey you won't let us use dollars we're going to use rubles Sorry. And, and so that's what's going to happen. So gold, we're going to, it looks like probably heading for another gold standard, which would be great. Yeah, I don't know if we'll get there or not, though, because they're really trying to just double down and jettison the dollar as it starts to fail with the digital, uh, which they're hoping they can put together some coalitions to put them in the driver's seat for, what, another 100 years, Alden? Or Eldon? Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> interesting stuff going on, right? Mm. 
Um, I, I don't know where to go with this in the sense that it's all paper play, though. Uh, when Kelly says, you know, we're, we're moving to kind of <clears throat> whatever the Fed says and going back and forth and back and forth, it's all because nobody's taking possession of the real metals, though, or else that would not be happening, Kelly. Oh, the ETFs are, are crazy. I mean, that, um, and, and, you know, if you're, if you're a trader, that's fine. But if you want something that you can hold on to and not have to worry, you know, I, the, any metals I buy, they get put away. I don't even look at, care what the dollar amount is. And, and I have a friend, I just bought some $20 gold pieces for him. And, you know, it's down probably $70 from when he bought those. He doesn't even bring it up to me like, oh, I should have waited. No, he had an opportunity to get it, and we got it. You know, and once you have it, you know, there's there's no liability on that. It's not anybody else's debt. You know, a U.S. dollar is promised that the government's going to tax somebody to make that good. Now, there's not. Hold on, I want, stop, stop, Kelly. I need you to repeat that That's because this is so informative to understand. Say that again. Yep. That the dollar is not backed by anything. It's, it's fiat currency. Fiat means, so let it be. So the government says this is a dollar, so it's a dollar. And and we go along with it and say that piece of paper is a dollar. Um, I, I always love it when I go somewhere and they pull out the little brown marker and they'll mark a $20 bill to see if it works, you know, if it's real or not. And I said, you know, if I can get a, a, a post-it note that I write $20 on it, have the marker work on it, will you take that? Because it's the same thing, you know. It's just a piece of paper, but we accepted that. Um, now, the statement it, it you made that I think is really vital that I want to hammer home, though, and it was brilliant, which is this: when they tell you it's a dollar, whether it is or not, whether it varies or not in, in, in relevancy around the world, they tax someone else to make that dollar good for you. That's the point here. Right. right? And the the yeah, only way they and, can do that is by taxing the next guy or else it won't hold the value. Right. Yeah. It's the biggest Ponzi scheme in the world. And uh, it is. It is that. It's just that it's this piece of paper that's printed. It says it doesn't say it's a United States note. It's a Federal Reserve note. Federal Reserve is a private company. You got that right. When we get back, Eldon Stahl like right. to come in as well. I'm going to repeat it and go straight to Eldon on this because, man, that's the reality. you got to understand that, ladies and gentlemen. When the dollar tanks, Americans are paying taxes to make sure that's good. Hang tight. Everybody around the table, live. for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man but by God. The foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? 
please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3 founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. This is a battle, a battle between truth and deceit, a battle between forces that would enslave this country in darkness and between a media that wants to present you with the truth. We are being censored. America's news outlets no longer provide the truth. 90% of news outlets in the United States are controlled by six corporations. The mission of the Epic Times is to chase the truth, to ground all statements in fact. TheEpicTimes.com. We at Freedom Factor have a passion for our shared American heritage and want to help restore some of that American pride by emphasizing the documents that made us Americans. Our goal is to put pocket constitutions into the hands of every American and in every school. This effort requires your help. Order your pocket constitutions and browse our website at FreedomFactor.org to learn how you can help spread the message of freedom. Read it, know it, share it. FreedomFactor.org. All right, Kelly Finnegan with us, and he made the incredible statement to look for them to honor the dollar, ladies and gentlemen. They just have to tax the next guy to uphold the value. Taxes for fiat currency. It's a Ponzi scheme as you go. That's why when the money's worthless, then the next guy's got to pay the bill. Or else you can't honor it for the old guy or whatever the case may be. Eldon, that's really a great way of putting it, isn't it? Yeah, um, and that's that's one way. I mean, another way they do, of course, is through inflation, as uh, the they just spend money. But rather than taxing people directly, what they do is they devalue the the value of the dollars that people have at hand already, and that's a you know, an, you might say a very sneaky way of of plundering people. Uh, so that's, a, a, I'd say, a form of taxation, too. Amen. No doubt in hit, inflation is the hidden form of taxation. Uh, and it's destruction through fiat. It's destruction through inflation. And inflation, really, the American people are starting to kind of understand it. It's not very hard to understand. Look, you could say I, I'm not a, an economist. I don't really get the complexities. Fine. You get when you go to the pump, though, don't you, Kelly? Oh, yeah. Big time. Henry Ford once said that if the American public knew how the the banking, the fractional banking system worked, they would be out with pitchforks and torches tomorrow morning. So, you know, and, and it's funny that we're, you know, we're blaming Russia and we're blaming the, the, you know, these corporations that are so greedy for this rather than, you know what, it's just scarcer commodity and you're not allowing anyone to drill for it. So that's why it's so high. In addition to the fact that uh, the distribution is a problem too, uh, when you start to make it difficult for distribution. And what I mean by that is, um, hey, the truckers are having a problem uh, with fuel. And so then fuel relates to every other commodity as well because, hey, how do you get everything to Walmart? How do you get everything everywhere? I don't know if you know, but Walmart is experiencing a big, big trouble. Uh, they didn't do so well. Did you see this, guys? Yeah, no, it's, yeah they're down. Yeah, they're down big time. Um, huh. Basically, Head says this, Walmart earnings plunged 25% and shares follow. This is New York Times. Wow. 
Yeah, for the first time in years, Walmart did not meet Wall Street's expectations. They're trying to navigate inflation there. Yeah, they're hitting, being hit hard by inflation, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, it was an unexpectedly large drop that Walmart blamed on broadly higher costs relating to labor and fuel. Kelly. Yeah, and, and the CEO's the one who screwed up. He, he misjudged everything because other companies have done just what, you know, fine. You know, they didn't lose as much as Walmart, but Walmart really took a shot. I, I saw an episode, Mike Rowe was talking about truckers now. He says it's costing them $1,200 to fill the tanks on their trucks. Yeah, can you imagine that? Oh. Yeah, so those guys have to come up with $1,200 to be able to move that truck. Well, the number's staggering, right. Eldon. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's it's just, uh, and it, it drives up the prices of everything. And certainly, this is a a, a manufactured crisis, something that uh, just, uh, especially without uh, Biden. But we've of course got the Congress that's uh, contributed to this as well. Um, not just uh, under Biden, but uh, before Biden, they started spending. Uh, you know, you wear out the term like drunken sailors. I don't know what you would call it. They they just like there's no tomorrow. Like it grows on trees. Like it grows on trees. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, but you know, it it hit a point. You remember when Ron Paul was running for Congress? He said, "Well, you can't print money, uh, you know, out of thin air and all that." And people thought, "Oh, okay." And so now they've gotten to the point where they've. They said, yeah, you know, I wonder if Ron Paul was right. So let's see if we can spend enough to actually meaningfully de- devalue the dollar. And I guess they uh, they found out <laughs> uh, how much you need to uh, spend to do that. Where do we go? You think inflation inflation is just going to be a long haul, a long persist, or do you think they're going to do something to get over it? What do you think is going to happen temporarily and long term, Kelly? Well, I know they, they they're starting to say it's not you know transitory. And they know there's a problem, but they're, you know, when it push comes to shove, the Fed's going to prop up the, the stock market because that's what makes people think that they have money. And, and that's what, you know, we think that the stock, the stock market is the economy. So if they have to choose between inflation and keeping the stock market up, they'll, they'll do that. And, and now I just see that uh, unemployment went up for the first time in two months again. So... Yeah, it's and, and we don't and we don't even measure things the way they used to. I mean, if they measured inflation the way they did back in 1980, we're at pushing 20 percent right now. We're we're hitting like all time highs. We're not just highest in 40 years. They've changed the measurement. That's a mm-hmm. really important point that you bring up, Kelly. People need to understand what they've done is they've changed the markers to hide the scam. Yeah, that's pretty yeah, sobering, isn't it? Go ahead, Kelly. I was going to say, yeah, they have, and, and they don't let people know that, you know, and people don't look into it. Um, and I don't know if it's because they don't want to or, you know, and, and now it's so much easier to find this information than it used to be. Uh, I remember when you used to have to go to the library to look up stuff, find a newspaper from wherever, but uh, – now, I mean, it's at your fingertips, and they, you know, then they'll say, "Well, it's it's uh, 
fake news or whatever. Well, you can dig down and find out. Listen to both sides. You can see what's really going on. There you have it. Um, it's hard to know where we go here. I'm convinced that it's going to be a long, persistent, inflationary slog. And the reason that I think that is because of the moves they're making. The problem is the moves they're making cannot be undone. Let me give you an example. Let's just take energy. When you move to wind power and solar panel, they're incredibly inefficient. Uh, and they're expensive to implement. And when you do that, then you get rid of the coal-fired you know, power plants and the gas uh, power plants. Uh, and you only rely on this wind and solar and whatever new technologies, so to speak, new energy. At some point, it's going to be way expensive to deliver and way uh, flaky, way spotty in its, in its delivery. As a result, then, energy costs are going to skyrocket. It's a coming. We've been disassembling the coal-fired power plants now. And we haven't seen too much because, you know what, when everything's running optimally, what they've done is got rid of the excess so far, the, the ability to um, scale up if necessary or whatever. They've got rid of that, so you haven't noticed it. But in time, uh, things are going to get worse. And as they do then, when something breaks, when something falls apart, there's no room in the system anymore. Okay, they're doing the same thing in airlines. Um, they've really reduced the number of flights, and all flights are full now. That's fine. You don't notice it too much at first, except for maybe a fuller flight. But eventually, you're going to notice it more and more and more because there's no give in the system. There's no ability to expand if there's a greater need. There's no So if a plane, for some reason, gets out of service because of maintenance, you used to be able to put people on 10 other flights, no problem. Now those flights simply aren't there. The other flights are already full, sorry. And so now the repercussions of this beyond just-in-time inventory, meaning it's, it's stretched to the limit inventory. We don't have enough. We're always going to be robbing Peter to pay Paul and always going to be putting somebody on the sidelines. Uh, discussion is going to come to roost and people are going to feel it. That will then spur even higher prices. And what, what's happening is we're getting this self-sustaining, fulfilling prophecy almost of, what do you want to call it, a recession coming, Kelly? Oh, definitely. <clears throat> and, you know, and, and the way you can stop that is you raise the interest rate. But if they do that, then it, we, we're in such debt in this country and in the world that if you raise the interest rate, then you have to pay more money from any taxes and any revenue that you generate towards just the interest. And so they have to keep the interest rate down. You know, and if it goes up, then people don't buy houses and then people aren't working. And so they, they, this is a self-made uh, problem. And, yeah, it, it's here for a long time. Uh, Eldon. Well, my wife asked me uh, the other day, she said, how long do you think that we're going to have these high gas prices and inflation? I said, well, uh, you know, Biden's got at least another two years left. So, uh, you know, it, it's going to be a long haul. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't expect this to be a, a quick thing uh, that would change overnight to go back to all these bad, you know, away from these bad policies that they've promoted. What do you think the likelihood of a recession coming is, Eldon? A recession? Um, I think that's that's a real possibility. I guess it depends on how you define that. But uh, it seems like we're in a recession now, in a sense. So um, that's, <laughs> that's how, how it is. Do you want to respond to this, Kelly? What do you, what do you think the likelihood is? Because the Epic Times has a piece right now that says, the coming recession, the inevitable recession. It's coming. I, I give it a hundred percent. Yeah, I, I, I think we're probably already there. 
you know, it says two quarters of no growth. And go to the grocery store and tell me, you know, the, the 24 ounces of bread, the pound and a half loaves of bread that now are down to a pound. And things that were 32 ounces are down to 28 ounces. So mm-hmm. they're using shrinkflation to hide the inflation. And, uh, you know, and, and then later what they'll do is they'll have, you know, this new smaller size that will be the big size and they'll call it the party pack or whatever, you know. So it's just a way it's right. a smoke and mirror. Yeah, the interesting thing to me is how you define a recession. So they say it's a 30% chance if you ask all these economists. Uh, I say the number's way higher because, again, you know, a recession um, versus depression. They say it's a recession when your friends feel it. It's a depression when you feel it, right? Uh, but really what I mean is economically speaking, it's a very complicated formula they use to determine these things in terms of how they define the words. It's a recession to me already, though. Everything that I'm looking at costs me more money in inflation to where, hey, my money – uh, is dwindling in value. Even if I get a raise tomorrow, it won't be near the eight plus percent that they admit on the books and the real number uh, of the cost of goods and services increase for me. So it's already a recession, Kelly, in the real sense. Well, do you, do you think a government economist is going to tell you there's a recession? Have you ever heard <laughs> the government come out and tell anybody, "Wow, we're in really bad shape right now"? Other than FDR and his was, "Hey, we're in bad shape," but if I wasn't here. Boy, we'd be in a lot worse shape. So you guys better reelect me, or we'd really be in trouble. And he did exactly what Herbert Hoover did. You know, it wasn't like he changed anything. Hoover did the same stuff. It's just, it just hit when he was in. You know, so yeah, it's a, it, it goes in cycles, and we're in that cycle right now. Amen to that. Last words yours on this topic this hour, Kelly. I mean, uh, let's do Eldon. Eldon. Well, yeah, I think we we better be prepared uh, for some hard times. Unfortunately, I, I wish I were the bearer of good news on this one. But yeah, it's uh, our we've allowed our government, and in, in in some ways demanded that our government uh, uh, manufacture this crisis. And uh, unless we learn some good basic economics um, in principles, we're going to continue down this road. So um, we, we need to change course. Kelly, my friend, thank you so much. Godspeed. We'll look forward to having you back, brother. We appreciate you. Thank you very much. It's good to be here. There he goes, Eldon Stahl. We feel the same way about, but he'll be with us next hour. So we'll just look forward to that. How's that, ladies and gentlemen? Eldon Stahl, field coordinator with with the John Birch Society, ladies and gentlemen. JBS.org, thenewamerican.com. And if we've got a bunch of news that ever should be used for you straight ahead on your radio, we declare this nation shall endure. God save the republic of the United States of America. Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk Show. All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard hitting news that it was refused to use, no doubt, continues now. 
This is the broadcast for May 19th in the year of our Lord, 2022. And this is hour two of two. And the goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio as we always do. And I've got Eldon Stahl, my good buddy, with me. He's the field coordinator for the John Birch Society, jbs.org. Check it out. Become a member today, jbs.org. And also check out The New American, the incredible award-winning magazine that's been around for decades telling the tale of liberty. They're the truth tellers from before I was even born. So, you know what? Good on them for their stability. And I'm just rock solid in the news business, rock solid in the liberty business. Uh, they come to the rescue. They're like the Minutemen, but they've been doing it for decades. And good on them, the jbs.org, thenewamerican.com. Eldon, welcome back, sir. Thank you so much, Sam. Great to be here. All right. So quickly, um, we talked yesterday about uh, the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association uh, is issuing a press release and going to be backing sheriffs uh, in their effort to uh, investigate vote fraud based on 2,000 mules uh, and other vote fraud claims that are going around. We need really to put this to rest because, you know what, the whole nation's torn up over vote fraud. And as rounds of elections happen and happen, people are feeling disenfranchised. Uh, the government and, you know, all the, quote, liberals and everything else, even a lot of Republicans are claiming, ah, there's nothing here. It's a big old nothing burger. But when you watch 2,000 mules, you kind of change your heart on that. Now it turns out there's a couple of investigations already started and taking place, uh, and the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association believes this is the biggest topic we need to focus on in America today because, look, if you don't have honest votes uh, and you're disenfranchised, you know, your whole way of being involved is literally, uh, you know, jettisoned. You're, you're disenfranchised. And so we talked about in right. Yuma County, Arizona, the sheriff's office opens massive voter fraud investigation after 2,000 mules go viral. Well, Yuma, Arizona is one of the places even mentioned in the movie, and the sheriff is taking that very seriously. But it gets better even in Olathe, Kansas. The Johnson County Sheriff's Office is also... Um, now investing claims of election fraud. Uh, I guess a cyber crimes investigator is investigating these allegations. Uh, they had a big old press conference. The guy's name is Calvin Hayden there, the sheriff. And he says, you know what? This is serious. There's an undisclosed number of allegations, and we're going to dig into this. But Sheriff Calvin Haven also said this, quote, We have an obligation to the people we serve to investigate every reasonable complaint we receive until we reach a successful conclusion. Now, while we conduct the investigation, the charging of it is up to the district attorney's office. So we can investigate, but eventually the DA needs to charge the crime. The sheriff's department also considers this an active investigation and intends to present all findings to the Johnson County District Attorney's Office for potential charges. This is serious indeed because they've talked about vote fraud forever. There's never been really the cracking of the pay dirt others have promised. Um, but 2,000 mules has taken this to the next level, to say the least. Uh, and now they are um, prosecuting. There's evidence of vote fraud, and these investigations are being taken very seriously. That's only two examples of the 3,000 counties plus that need to get on this. Uh, but it's a start, Eldon. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I was, uh, I guess, initially a little skeptical about 2,000 mules just because I thought, well, okay, Dinesh D'Souza, he kind of has a history of uh, putting out stuff that's probably more red meat for the Republican people, but, uh, you know, not 
not something that's probably for a larger audience, but uh, apparently uh, this 2,000 mules has gotten the attention of people and presented the subject at least in a way that is uh, more understandable. Um, probably then, uh, you know, the Mike Lindell Symposium got into a lot of the uh, cyber stuff, and uh, it seemed like that was a, a bit too much in the, I don't know if you'd say in the weeds, but complex. Uh, you know, when you have video surveillance. Uh-oh, we're going to get Eldon back. When you have for video surveillance, though, it's pretty easy for the average American to see uh, to understand, uh, it's pretty easy for the American people to get their arms around as opposed to some of the, the complicated minutia that happens uh, when we look at vote fraud. I mean, when you look at vote fraud, it's like people don't understand how the zeros and ones manipulate and how things get transferred around and how things get updated and replaced. And it's very difficult because it's all in cyberspace. You can't see it. It takes a, kind of a, a, a cyberspace mind or whatever you want to call it, a digital mm, geek's mind to kind of understand a lot of it. Uh, so it takes a lot of a geek's mind to understand a lot of the minutia and a lot of the stuff that Mike Lindell and, and many others, uh, Laura Presley and others, put out a lot of good information. They're accurate as I'll get out. I don't mean to attack them. I'm just bringing up the point that Eldon was, was highlighting, which is it's very difficult for people to get their arms around that stuff. It's you got to have a digital mind. or a, it's, it's all in the abstract. It's hard to really understand. How did this happen? Where did it go? What do you mean it was there and now? What do you mean it was replaced? I didn't see anything. What do you mean it wasn't connected? Well, yes, it was. What do you mean it was connected? It's very complex. Whereas this is like, hey, man, I see this dude stuffing ballots in a box, man. I don't have to know much, Eldon. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, you you got to... <laughs> You got to, in a way, consider your audience and say, okay, not everybody speaks geek, and uh, you know, but they know that hey, stuffing ballots in a in a Dropbox that's a no no, and that's <laughs> they don't have that's to know a no -no, much Elvin? about. But what if it's my that, candidate, that man? What if it's my guy? What if he's the good guy? And what if he's supposed to win? Come on now. Oh, he's supposed to win. Oh, well, then, yes, you know, that must be an exception, right? <laughs> See, that's that's kind of the idea that these people seem to have, and I know it sounds like infantile. Yep. It sounds like, you know, kindergarten stuff. But at the same time, that's what they honestly believe. They kind of believe that the ends justify the means that, I mean, this is bad, yeah. of course, but not as bad as not as bad as if Eldon Stahl got elected. I mean, he'll, he'll just be oh, a racist forbid, and run yeah. everything off the rails, right? <laughs> I mean, oh, not no. as bad as Sam, but it would be bad. <laughs> See, uh, yeah, well, crazy. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it, but yeah, that's that's kind of the way they look at things. Is uh, uh, anything that furthers uh, the revolution, so to speak, is justified. So they do have a set of morality. We often accuse the uh, the you know the uh, certain people of uh, not being moral. They they do have a set of morality. It's it's certainly not a uh, Christian Western civilization. Uh, morality it's it's uh just whatever it takes to get the revolution done type of yeah because uh, overall the revolution is nothing but the the holy grail of of you know freedom and prosperity and safety and you know you don't have to worry about anything it'll just be an awesome society the, this utopian dishonesty is just beyond imagination uh, but they, yep. at varying yep. levels they believe it all right do you know who a guy by the name of carl cameron is Carl Cameron. Uh, maybe I should uh, refresh my memory. We're not talking about the actor, Kurt. We're talking about this guy, Carl, right? Okay. Anyway, Carl Cameron is the former chief political 
correspondent at Fox News. All right? Okay. Um, he had some very whacked out things to say recently, Eldon, that I want to play and talk about for a minute. You know, you've been peddling propaganda for a while there, Eldon. You know that? <laughs> and um, so Carl Cameron was on this uh, program with, what's this lady's name? Nicole Wallace? Man, the Wallaces are sure news people, aren't they? It runs in families, I guess. Anyway, so he was on with Nicole Wallace, and here's what he had to say. Championed by Tucker Carlson. What happens at Fox News when something like this happens? I can't even imagine. Uh, it's <laughs> partly why I ended up getting out of there. Uh, yeah. It's It really is kind of horrible to think that uh, journalists with national and international capacity are putting together this type of nonsense. I think the president did a great job. I wish he had done a lot of this a lot sooner, and we need a lot more from uh, the left and the middle. And uh, we got to watch out because the Republicans have become the purveyors of misinformation. And when our, our two-party system is broken like that, democracy is seriously in trouble. The president acknowledged that. It's time to actually start doing things and maybe taking some names and putting people in jail. Taking some names and putting people in jail. Now, here, I've got a lot of problems with this, Eldon. We'll get into it, but no, I want you to yeah. start. Well, now I remember that guy. He he really didn't like Ron Paul when he ran, did he? Um, no, sir. So, he was at one of the most hate-filled of all of them, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so um, obviously this guy that uh, that Fox uh, had hired uh, is not – uh, he doesn't understand some basic principles of liberty, does he? Um, not a not a good thing. So you don't want don't want to follow people like that. If if you've got, uh, you know, if you're looking for like a red flag, gee, should I follow this news organization or not, or this reporter or whatever? Uh, this might be one of them, right? Yeah, but I think about this, and she uh, here's my problem with it. It's one thing crazy to say but remember she was on an interview with msnbc host nicole wallace right. and the topic <laughs> centered on the political ideology of mass shooters okay but what's interesting is she didn't even contend it she went oh wow this is awesome kind of an idea uh, anybody in their right mind would say hold on a minute misinformation people going to jail so let me make sure i understand this because i'm not very smart eldon you ready so Carl mm -hmm. Cameron just called for us to arrest Anthony Fauci right away. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we've we've had who knows how long of, uh, of misinformation propaganda from uh, people such as uh, you know even Fox News. They've they've uh, fed us all this stuff about we got to stay in our houses. To, uh, you know, fifteen days to stop to flatten the curve and all that nonsense, right? Did Carl Cameron just call for the arrest of Anthony Fauci? Hang tight. Liberty Roundtable, live.
Have you ever had great honey? No, I mean really good, all-natural, raw honey? Well, now you can, thanks to localhoneyman.com. We can ship out our locally made honey all across the U.S. So don't worry, you won't miss out. Plus, Local Honey Man has so many different flavors, like Utah Wildflower, High Desert Delight, Happy Valley, and Blackberry, just to name a few. So purchase your delicious raw honey today at localhoneyman.com. Do you treasure your liberty? Well, at LovingLiberty.net, we most certainly do. And we want to help protect your liberty, too. Become part of the family. Everyone knows that the core of any society is the family. Therefore, the government should foster and protect the integrity of its family. We the people. Won't you join us as a Loving Liberty sponsor to help us promote the principles in the 5,000-year leap? Let's restore the miracle that changed the world at LovingLiberty.net. The spirit of the American West is live and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues affecting the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like the 2021 Real Buckaroo Calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. Decades after Jimmy Carter, Joe Biden picked up where he left off. With America surrendering to terrorists, Biden's foolish spending is causing inflation, which means more pain at the pump, higher prices on groceries, devaluing your retirement savings when you need it most. Once was a mistake, twice is a disaster. America needs strong leaders, not weak ones. Save America JFC is responsible for the content of this advertising. Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. So it's my contention that if this whacked out former news political host or analyst or correspondent, whatever they want to call this joker, uh, Carl Cameron, uh, he basically said some things that are kind of interesting. He said, listen, maybe we need to take names and jail people for misinformation. Uh, But as far as I understand, that means did Carl Cameron call for the arrests of Anthony Fauci and Joe Biden? Because both of them have been peddling propaganda for quite some time. In fact, I think in his very own clip, this whacked out Carl Cameron literally said Republicans have become the purveyors of disinformation. That's a pretty broad brush statement to make that I submit to you is, is misinformation, to say the least, on its very face alone. So now does he need to be arrested there, um, Eldon? Yeah, well, anytime you start saying, okay, well, we need a, uh, it's basically a ministry of truth or something like that. Um, Well, who's going to make the decision as to what is misinformation and uh, who's going to be in power of that? Um, By the way, uh, Carl Cameron. Well, it should be moi, shouldn't it? Oh, of course. Yeah, right. You know, I'm I'm going to be the decider of what's, so we're (laughs) going to have power to censor people, but uh uh, apparently, uh, a couple of years ago, he started a progressive news aggregator called Front Page Live. So, uh, you know, maybe he wasn't so conservative after all, and he was uh, 
20 years on Fox uh, masquerading as one. Sometimes people do well, that, don't and, they? And you wisely point out, see, Fox has been literally lying to us. We report, you decide. They've had a belligerent political agenda from the get-go, and this is evidence. Yep. Yep, very much so. So, uh, I, 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 you know, the, I think the reason that I hadn't, uh, didn't remember the name Carl Cameron is it's been so long that I've uh, since I've actually turned on and watched Fox News. It's you know it's, <laughs> you should read read the New American. Go on there. You now, realize that Fox News is such propaganda. All right, there is an article to make my point on the New American. So I backed into this all to point out this incredible New American article. Are you ready? Headline says Feds ask. For COVID-19 misinformation. Well, according to this whacked out Carl guy, all you got to do is ask a Republican. See what I mean? But anyway, (laughs) feds ask for COVID-19 misinformation. You know what the Indiana General, uh, Indiana Attorney General sends them? CDC remarks. Hmm. Oh, great. Did you hear me? They just sent them the CDC remarks and said, you want misinformation? Here's the... (laughs) Here's the CDC. <laughs> now think about that. Who's getting arrested now, Carl? We're going to start arresting the CDC? Come on now. Now I think they should be arrested. I think Carl's right for once. What, what, what do you say? Maybe it, maybe he's actually right. Yep. Now I don't really believe well, in that, in folks. Let's let's talk about a broader <laughs> topic. I believe these people are peddling information, uh, misinformation. There's no doubt about it. And I think Carl's up in the night. But ladies and gentlemen, what is misinformation and who decides that? And one, one man's misinformation is another man's uh, savior. I'll give you an example. The government says that, that ivermectin is bogus as horse poop, you know, horse dewormer, you know, nothing valuable. But ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you right now that uh, ivermectin, uh, along with the grace of God, saved my life. Now, who's the purveyor of misinformation? They make their claim. I make my claim. How do you decide the truth? Well, uh, I think you uh, at least have some experience that uh, overrides any claim that somebody says that. I'm just telling you that I could not breathe in the second I took that within hours. I was able to get off oxygen, sir. It's not debatable. It's not discussable. I am not lying. It is absolutely true. I'm not here to even debate it. I'm not even a medical guy. I'm just here to tell you what happened to me. That's all. Yeah, it kind of reminds me. Remember the the story of the Bible where uh, the guy was blind and then... All these people say, "Well, how did how did you uh, become not blind? You know, how did you become seeing?" And the, the guy says, "Well, I don't know, but all I know is that I was blind and now I can see. So leave me alone." <laughs> you know. Yeah. So now here's the question. Then you know, um, what's the misinformation? What he claims? What they claim? See, this is kind of the point that we're getting yep. at, and, and so right. I don't agree with him. <clears throat> I believe that Carl's allowed to prevail or you know promote misinformation if he chooses. I don't like that. I think it's irresponsible. I'm not happy about it, but I, but I'm telling you that this is serious. When the feds ask for COVID-19 misinformation, the Indiana Attorney General literally sends them CDC comments. This is the new American. This is the kind of reporting I'm talking about. Yep. This is a huge story. Nobody's got it that I've seen anywhere on the web but the New American, Eldon. Yeah, that's that's a good point. We've we've um, put out information a lot of times so far ahead of the curve. You know, we we back in the '90s we were saying, hey, the European 
uh, parliament is coming, and people said, well, no, no, that can't be right. And now, of course, uh, not, not many years later, they started a European parliament and a new currency and all kinds of things. Uh, but we were warning against that uh, years ahead. Uh, so just one of a number of examples. But, um, you know, really when you have people talking about we need to outlaw misinformation, you're talking about outlawing the First Amendment. Uh, and then on the other side of that, we've had the government in fully engaging in uh, – you might say psyops, propaganda, all those types of things. So you've got both sides of that where you're uh, having the government attempt to control information and control people's what how people view the world and their thoughts and, and in a way to manipulate society. Uh, neither of those is good. Amen to that. Now check this out. The attorney general for the state of Indiana is a guy by the name of Todd Rakita. Uh, and Todd literally sent an open letter that he published to the people now as well, so we can see what he wrote and everything. But he wrote this letter in response to the CDC basically saying, hey, um, I guess the U.S. Surgeon General's office asked for you know propaganda misinformation. They didn't expect they were going to get back the CDC's statements, the false statement. But anyway, the letter dated May 2nd, released to the public Monday, was compiled with the help of. So listen, this Todd Rakita guy is relying on the following people to help him build this this list of misinformation perpetuated by the CDC. Ready? The co-signatories are a guy from Stanford University. He's a medical professor. His name is Jay Atacharya. I don't know. And then a former Harvard University medical professor, Mar Marvin Goldorf, who we've heard of before. In their letter, the three agree... That the, that the Surgeon General needs this misinformation from the CDC. They say it was a problem during the pandemic. Much of the misinformation has literally come from the CDC and other health organizations. So to prove it, they cite several categories of such disinformation. First on the list is the vast overcounting of COVID-19 deaths and hospitalizations. The CDC never distinguished deaths between when COVID-19 was a cause of death or the primary cause of death, a contributing cause of death, or whether the death was an un, entirely unrelated to COVID-19, where they might have incidentally tested positive, but that's not how they died. That's not why they died. That's not why they were even in the hospital. There are studies which we cite, they say, which proves that the COVID-19 prevalence was simply overcounted in both the United States and in other developed countries. Officials then furthermore downplayed and or outright denied that natural immunity exists and its value while pushing vaccines partly on the basis that they would, quote, prevent transmission of the virus. These assertions were baseless and at the expense of the truth, which is natural immunity that was established early in the pandemic, Okay, the vaccine trials were not even designed to see if they could, one, limit transmission and or two, prevent death, the letter reads. School closures harm children. Anyway, they go on and on and on. But this article in the New American is just incredible. It's killer reporting. Eldon? Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's almost like a, a jiu-jitsu move or a judo move or something on this uh, part of this 
uh, attorney general uh, to use their <laughs> CDC stuff against them uh, in a way. Um, it's just it fantastic. Just, but it's truthful, though. I mean, it's funny because they, they get their head it handed is. to them. But it's serious yep. in that it, that it points out real fundamental truths. And this reporter for the yep. American doing a phenomenal job. Nobody else has this that I know of. Now, I'm not saying that you can't yeah, find I, it somewhere, but for the most part, nobody's written up such an expose as the New American has. Yeah, well, it, certainly I think you're doing yourself a disservice if you don't have the New American and at least your list of uh, news sources. Um, yeah, and this, there's unique stuff that, that we have that nobody else has. And so you, you want to um, get, you know, this is good content, good stuff that... Uh, it's outside the box. But it's, Roger it's real, that. Well Ellen Stahl with us, ladies and gentlemen. He continues on your radio in mere seconds. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Live, syndicated by Loving Liberty and Brighty on Radio Networks. Your daily Liberty Newswire. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. Pennsylvania U.S. Senate primary election results now taking days to figure out still has no results on the Republican side. Dr. Mehmet Oz and Dave McCormick are separated by just over a thousand votes to the Dr. Oz side of the ticket. About 20,000 votes still need to be counted. NATO Secretary General Jan Stoltenberg accepted Nordic neighbors Sweden and Finland's request to become members of NATO, also known as North Atlantic Treaty Organization. And I warmly welcome the requests by Finland and Sweden to join NATO. You are our closest partners, and your membership in NATO would increase our shared security. With Russia's aggression against its neighbor Ukraine, the reason to join now seems clear. Thanks for listening. It is well appreciated. We are USA Radio News. Here at Total Wine and More, you'll find what you love and love what you find, especially our totally low prices. That rosé you recommended was a hit. What should we try for more fun in the sun this weekend? This silver tequila makes a refreshing tequila sunrise. <laughs> Perfect. Wow, that price is refreshing too. Find what you love, love what you find. Only at Total Wine and More. Pickup and delivery available at TotalWine.com. Drink responsibly, B21. Attention weekend gardeners, don't let insect pests destroy your hard work. Fight back with Maggie's Farm, created by pest control professionals. Maggie's Farm plant and mineral-based products provide amazingly effective insect control, like our 3-in-1 garden spray for organic gardening. Deadly on garden insects, but safe to use around children and pets. Maggie's Farm, lethal to bugs, easy on the planet. Now, for a limited time, get a free box of our patented no-spill and kill bait stations with purchase at greenbugkiller.com. That's greenbugkiller.com. The Center for Disease Control is sounding the alarm again. The agency claims COVID-19 cases are increasing in some sections of the United States and are warning things could get even worse in the coming months. They're asking folks in the hardest-hit areas of the Northeast and Midwest to consider reissuing calls for indoor masking. The new misinformation branch of Homeland Security is being put back on ice. Free speech wins for now. 
The Department of Homeland Security paused its new disinformation governance board on Wednesday, and the board's director will resign. This follows weeks of questions about whether the board would encroach on free speech rights, but the board isn't gone for good yet. A DHS advisory council will make recommendations in 75 days. In the USA Radio News Midwest Bureau, I'm Katie Lewis. For more information, visit us online at usaradio.com. We are USA Radio News. All right, Eldon Stahl with me, ladies and gentlemen. From one New American article, eventually I got another one to bring to your attention, too, which I find kind of comical, speaking of misinformation, etc. Uh, <laughs> Sam Bushman, Eldon Stahl on your radio. Uh, Rand Paul uh, issued a um, little press release, and I want to tell you about it and then play it. Fe- uh, let's see. The biggest threat the U.S. faces is inflation, debt, and the destruction of the dollar, Dr. Rand Paul. Here he is, then we'll talk about it. Senator from Kentucky. Reserving the right to object, my oath of office is to the U.S. Constitution, not to any foreign nation. And no matter how sympathetic the cause, my oath of office is to the national security of the United States of America. We cannot save Ukraine by dooming the U.S. economy. In March, inflation hit a 40-year high. Gasoline alone is up 48%, and energy prices are up 32% over the last year. Food prices have increased by nearly 9%. Used vehicle prices are up 35% for the year, and new vehicle prices have increased 12% or more. Yes, inflation doesn't just come out of nowhere. It comes from deficit spending. The United States spent nearly $5 trillion on COVID-19 bailouts, leading to one of the highest and most sustained levels of inflation in U.S. history. Americans are feeling the pain, and Congress seems intent only on adding to that pain by shoveling more money out the door as fast as they can. This bill under consideration would spend $40 billion. This is the second spending bill for Ukraine in two months, and this bill is three times larger than the first. Our military aid to Ukraine is nothing new, though. Since 2014, the United States has provided more than $6 billion in security assistance to Ukraine, in addition to the $14 billion Congress authorized just a month ago. If this bill passes, the U.S. will have authorized roughly $60 billion in total spending for Ukraine. For those who say this is not enough, for those of you in this chamber who say that our military spending is never enough, Let's put $60 billion into perspective. According to Elias Youssef, a security assistant at the Stimson Center, Kiev would become the largest yearly recipient of U.S. military aid of the past two decades. Except for the top five countries, $60 billion is more than every other country in the world spends on their entire military expenditures. If this gift to Ukraine passes, our total aid to Ukraine will almost equal the entire military budget of Russia. And it's not as if we have that money lying around. We will have to borrow that money from China to send it to Ukraine. The cost of this package we are voting on today is more than the U.S. spent during the first year of the U.S. conflict in Afghanistan. Congress authorized force, and the president sent troops into the conflict. The same cannot be said of Ukraine. This proposal towers over domestic priorities as well. The massive package of $60 billion to Ukraine dwarfs the $6 million spent on cancer research annually. $60 billion is more than the amount the government collects in gas taxes each year to build roads and bridges. 
The $60 billion to Ukraine could fund substantial portions or entire large cabinet departments. The $60 billion nearly equals the entire State Department budget. The $60 billion exceeds the budget for the Department of Homeland Security and for the Department of Energy. And Congress just wants to keep on spending and spending. Our allies and partners have sent aid to Ukraine. Some of them even broke long-standing traditions by sending military assistance. Germany, Poland, the United Kingdom, and others are stepping up to defend Ukraine like never before. In other words, it's not all about us. It isn't that we always have to be the Uncle Sam, the policeman that saves the world, particularly when it's on borrowed money. Yet the United States accounted for nearly half of what's been spent so far. With a $30 trillion debt, America can't afford to be the world's policeman. The U.S. is trying to recover from the $1.6 trillion we spent on wars in the Middle East, not to mention the $5 trillion borrowed for COVID. We should not forget that the Soviet Union collapsed in large part, not because it was defeated militarily, but because it ran out of money. In an attempt to save Ukraine, we will doom, or will we, doom the United States to such a future. In the past two years, the U.S. has borrowed more money than at any time in our history. We are already experiencing the greatest rate of inflation in over four decades. The assault on monetary discipline is untenable, and it cannot go on forever. Unless we put an end to the fiscal insanity, a day of reckoning awaits us. Congress should evaluate the cost of continuing down this path. The biggest threat to the United States today is debt and inflation and the destruction of the dollar. We cannot save Ukraine by killing our economic, our economic strength. So I act to modify the bill to allow for a special inspect inspector general. This would be the inspector general that's been overseeing the waste in Afghanistan and has done a great job. So therefore, I ask the senator to modify his request so that the Senate proceed to the immediate consideration of calendar 368 H.R. 7691. Furthermore, that the Paul Amendment that has to be considered and agreed to, the bill as amended be considered read a third time, and the Senate vote on passage of the bill as amended with a, with a 60 affirmative vote threshold for passage. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. That's Rand Paul on the House floor. Or, I'm sorry, on the Senate floor, uh, highlighting uh, the criminal activity, really, of uh, spending just a belligerent overseas, uh, promoting war. Just uh, I mean, There's so many things wrong with this, it isn't even funny. He puts it in perspective, and his colleagues just simply laugh him off and ignore him as they shovel money, as he wisely puts it, as fast as they can out the door, Eldon. Yeah, well, thank goodness for Rand Paul. We need quite a few more people like him in the U.S. Senate. Uh, he's kind of a lone voice out there. Sometimes you see uh, Mike Lee on his side. Uh, but uh, he, great points. And uh, he seems like uh, the, the sometimes the only sane person in there. Um, it's, we should never be, you know, taking sides, essentially, is what we're doing in uh some foreign conflict that we have no business or, and generally no, not much understanding of what it's about anyway. Amen to that. All right. I've got another interesting story for you that I find shocking, ladies and gentlemen. This one comes from our buddy Mike Adams uh, at naturalnews.com. And Mike Adams uh, is one of the owners of the Brideon Radio Networks and Brideon TV, which we're on both of. Thanks so much to Mike and Bob and well, multiple Bobs and Hunter and everybody, uh, Hannah, everybody else out there doing a phenomenal job. We're grateful for them and their leadership and their involvement. Anyway, the point is they carry the show. and But this is an incredible news story from them. Uh, and so Mike Adams Natural News has this article, and here's what the headline says. They're here. You ask, what's here? 
They are here, ladies and gentlemen, the entire email catalog of Hunter Biden's laptop. Uh, what, laptop from hell is now in an online searchable database. <laughs> a catalog of what the heck <laughs> the uh, details are. And so now people are going to be able to look through and sift through and see exactly what's going on. The mainstream press literally lied and said it wasn't Hunter Laptop. You guys are nuts. Then they finally said, yes, the laptop is real. Now they're finally admitting everything from national security crisis all the way down there, admitting it's all true. We said it was true from the start. And now what? It's it's in a archivable, access, <laughs> accessible database, Eldon. Well, great. Uh, let's go on and take a look at it. But uh, you kind of you kind of uh, hesitated to see what was on that laptop in a way. But um, that it, you know, the whole story seems to be another indication that you know what, uh, if your if your news organization that you're following uh, peddled this idea that the Hunter laptop was just non-existent and all that, uh, maybe you need to start looking elsewhere. Uh, maybe, you know, you should uh, reconsider where you're getting your, your news. Let me just tell you this. You're exactly right, because I look at the New American articles that I'm talking about today. I look at uh, Natural News. I look at the Epoch Times. I look at WND.com. These are the sources that I, I, I query for news, the New American. And I go, man, the stories we're talking about aren't even in the mainstream press at all. They're not even talked about one bit. We're not even on the same yeah, page right. in terms of what the news is in America, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you wonder why uh, there's so much uh, misunderstanding of things. Well, it, I mean, people are waking up, I would say. They're looking for alternatives. It, it, you know, it's not like back in the day when there was only three TV channels or whatever. Uh, there are many alternatives. But uh, you, you've got to you've got to actively search for things and actively sift out and, and think for yourself rather than um, just just uh, you know swallowing stuff whole all the time. Uh, if you can learn some you know critical thinking and all that, um, you can you can uh, notice some patterns. And of course, the obvious one should be: well, have they had a number of major retractions in the last several years um you know there are like the new york times they, they've had to do stuff like that and other organizations news outlets um that should be a red flag amen to that now let me throw this out because we talked about Rand paul and his highlighting of this truism that i mentioned let me be very clear uh i need to know dot news is another place that i go for news a lot headline says house passes $40 billion aid package for Ukraine, 149 Republicans vote in support of the package. Republicans are just as bad as the Democrats on this, ladies and gentlemen, yep. almost. Quick pause, Liberty Roundtable Live. In message one, we said that Satan, the father of lies, John 844, gave the left evil, spiritual power, the more they used the lies. The political left today is the beast. Now the Bible confirms that the dragon gave him, the beast, his power. 
Revelation 13, 2. The extra evil spiritual power that comes from the beast by their lying is what accounts for the string of the leftist criminals in the government that have never yet been prosecuted. It also explains why American capitalists support communism in the 21st century. Note 1. That behavior of capitalists was predicted by Vladimir Lenin, a cell of the beast. Note 2. Henry Ford was a capitalist, and he would have never gone communist. The difference between Ford and the present-day, end-time capitalists is that Ford was born and educated in the Kingdom of Christ, 19th century America, the New Jerusalem, Revelation 21. The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues of the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like this year's Buckaroo calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. I think that my family has always had a big influence on me for not smoking because since I was little, I was taught that smoking was wrong. Recent studies indicate that smoking among teens often leads to the use of alcohol and other drugs. I think having faith in God is a big part in it because the way I was raised has helped to avoid smoking. Smoking. If you think you're old enough to start, you're smart enough to stop. A public service message from this station and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I want to dedicate this song to Mr. Rupert Murdoch. All right, we got so much to cover, so little time. Eldon Stahl, Sam Bushman on your radio. And, um, man, uh, let's see. Let's start with this. Turns out there's an audit. Yeah, imagine an audit, right? Well, this audit confirmed that nearly half of Biden's Twitter followers are fake. You heard me. Oh, no. The president of the United States, Joe Biden, half of his Twitter followers are fake. Wise for Elon Musk to drill into this. I'm not an Elon Musk fan, but he's right on this one. And so half of them are fake. So, you know, according to Carl, we need to throw Joe in jail for sure. Um, all I'm telling you is you got a bunch of fake followers going on. Uh, I don't even know how to respond to this one. Half of them? <laughs> How Nearly could it half? be? What, who wouldn't want to follow Joe Biden on Twitter? Well, nobody, and that's why they got to fake the numbers, my friend. <laughs> of course. Anyway, this is in the New American, ladies and gentlemen, uh, highlighting this story. Where's the mainstream press to tell you this about your president, huh? Yeah, yeah they're too busy <laughs> following Joe around while Joe's confused where he is, right? Yeah, seems seems that way. But, uh, yeah, and... Uh, uh, Fortunately, some of these things are coming out from Twitter. But I I do remember, you know, when Trump was running and when he was president that, boy, he put something out on Twitter. I felt like all of a sudden the the news became, you know, I I could just subscribe to uh, Trump's Twitter feed and get the news because they were just repeating so much of what Trump tweeted. And that was the news. Um. I think it's because so many people follow Trump on Twitter. But, you know, when Biden tweets something on Twitter, uh, it doesn't seem like it's that much news. Uh, maybe once in a while you hear. Well, when half of them are just, fake, what good does it do? 
Yeah, that's right. I mean, so see what Joe geez. will do is he'll mock me and say, "Sam, you don't have any listeners," and then he'll show this big number of listeners and viewers and readers that he has. Yeah, and then right. I just smirk and go, "Uh huh." Then why am I being attacked everywhere? And you know, etc. It's very interesting indeed. Anyway, I found that interesting. The NewAmerican.com gets credit for that one uh, as well. Now, here's an interesting tidbit: Steph Curry. Do you know who that guy is, Ellen? Boy, I'm, I'm kind of failing on these. Uh, tell me about Steph NBA Curry. NBA star, Steph, Steph Curry. Curry. Okay. Anyway, turns out that NBA star Steph Curry's mom revealed that she aborted one child, and she almost aborted Steph. She almost aborted her NBA star son, and I guess the headline says God had a plan. That's not a pro-life story. I don't know what is. I'd be interested to interview Steph and talk about that one, huh? Boy, uh, yeah, you know, it, you never know where people are going to go when, when they're born or what they're going to become. Um, and, you know, they're all children of God. And we should hold that in, in very deep reverence. And, uh, you know, even if it's a, you might say, a crisis pregnancy there's probably somebody that will appreciate that child. And we should remember that uh, uh, really uh, Mary in the Bible, that was a, you might argue, a crisis pregnancy. She, was, <laughs> she wasn't planning for that, was she? Certainly not, but I find that interesting because in my opinion, that should be a big pro-life story that we need to be talking about in the mainstream yeah, press, literally right. kind of burying it. And I don't know if Steph's talking about it much, but it's sure interesting. And are they suggesting that, it would be better if Steph wasn't here. See, I disagree with that. Even these propagandas that want, or propaganda yeah. people that want to, you know, put us in jail for misinformation or they want to abort us or whatever else and all these kind of things. You know, I don't want anything bad to happen to these people. I think they're off their rockers. I think they're absolutely wrong on the points. I think that I, in the political uh, realm, I want to use my influence to, to show you how uh, psychotic and deranged and, and, and literally unhinged they are. But I don't want anything bad happen to them. I hope they can come to the knowledge of the truth. I hope they can come to their senses. So, you know, I'm glad Steph's here. I wish his brother was here or sister or whatever the baby would have been. No. I wish he had a sibling. Okay. And I wish, for example, this this Carl guy that's literally doubling down, suggesting because uh, he may determine that I've peddled misinformation. You know, I, I don't want him to go to jail, even though he wants me to go to jail. I don't want anything bad to happen to him. I pray for them all. And I hope the best for all of them. Hillary Clinton, you know, I wish she wouldn't commit her criminal activity. Uh, Barack Obama, Joe Biden, you know, I, I think they're really bad characters, really bad for America. But I don't wish any ill on any of them, uh, Eldon. And I really think we need to highlight that and point it out. I hope they come to the knowledge of the truth. I hope they come to their senses in the political arena. I hope to spar with them and, and have a better idea, build a better mousetrap so people identify with my ideas and my beliefs and my viewpoints instead. But I don't want a single bad thing to happen to them uh, except for that. I, I just hope they come to their senses. Yeah, me too. See how hate-filled uh, that, I am, brother? Yeah, boy, boy, that was... Uh, but, of course, you know, I, I can see deep into your soul and, and see that there's hate in there, right? <laughs> somehow, or somehow, uh, uh, some people claim that they have that power, right? Um, but, uh, no, I yeah, that was not hate-filled at all. It's it's good to good to hear. We, we should be, um, you know, charitable toward all all men and and make sure that uh, we we just uh, 
look look at them as as children of God and and people that are uh, you know everybody has power for good and evil. Over so, a million uh, Italians, or Italians, if you prefer, over a million Italians fined for breaking vaccine vaccine mandate rules. Chris Tomlinson with this piece. Think about this. Mm. Over a million of them fined for breaking vaccine mandate rules. Folks around the country, around the world, people are getting sick of it. They're not going to take it anymore, man. A million of them. Now, I wish we could get a million of Americans to do something, Eldon. Yeah, maybe maybe that's what you should do. Of course, in Italy, it's more strict. And they're having all these enforcement measures that are just ridiculous, but ridiculous enough in the United States. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, eventually people are just going to say, I'm not going to take this anymore. And it, it, maybe that's what people want. I mean, you know, certain people want there to be civil unrest and things where a, disres- a disrespect for the government and just a societal breakdown in that sense of, of uh, order. Um, that's you don't want that either. Wow. Um, this is kind of an interesting headline that I want to bring to your attention as well, Eldon. It turns out that uh, Bill Gates, who is not a doctor and he's not a scientist either, recommends a COVID vax every six months. You in, Eldon? No, not me. No, uh, that's uh, that's not something that should be. We happen in, uh, it, uh, you know, for a while it was, you remember the flu vaccine and, it, you know, oh, wow, we got this flu vaccine. Well, did it get rid of the flu? Well, no. Is it effective? No. And a lot of people getting sick or dying from that flu vaccine. Uh, but now it's even worse. They're saying, well, these vaccines, supposedly vaccines for COVID are, should be mandatory. You know, you should be fined for not getting it or something. Wow. It's hard to know how to uh, focus on some of this stuff because you look at these stories and you just go, man, what, we're, what we've been talking about these whole two hours is nothing the mainstream press is talking about, at least when it comes to the focus or the, the, the delivery or the uh, any of those things, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's uh, quite a quite a deal. We, we need to look uh, carefully at, and uh, make sure we find good sources of information that the mainstream um you know what like when i listen to the radio uh, sometimes uh, gosh it, it's like uh ksl is is this straight up propaganda organ now that's it's just it, it's just mind-blowing not that other than that's that all right something though, brand new but yeah other than that <laughs> yeah they got a big a- microphone a lot of wattage it's just amazing when I read the news, though, and I look at it, and more and more, it used to be where we covered a lot of the same stories, and we had just had different takes on the story for different viewpoints about yeah. what the story means or how it relates to us and our culture and our society, um, et cetera. Now, though, we're not even talking about the same news anymore. Yep. Think about the headlines from last hour. All right, Eldon Stahl with me, Kelly Finnegan. Yep. The discussion was an honest money report about gold and silver. When they talk about finances, they're not talking about that. Walmart. I'm talking about Walmart melting down in inflation. 
Mike Rowe, truckers he knows, you know, $1,200 plus to fuel their tanks. A coming recession, how to prepare for it, the Epic Times. Carl Cameron, the former chief, literally saying people should be thrown in jail for misinformation. My take on that story, did Carl Cameron just call for the arrest of Anthony Fauci and Joe Biden? Joe Biden? Feds asked for COVID-19 misinformation. Get back F- uh, CDC uh, information from a state attorney general. The biggest threat the U.S. Inflation faces is debt, inflation. Totally different. Rand Paul talking about it. Nobody else even on the beat. House passes $40 billion package. The key takeaway is 150, what, eight, is it? Uh, 149 Republicans in support of it and stuff like that. Nobody's talking about that. Okay, the entire email catalog of Hunter Biden's laptop being put up in a database that's searchable. Nobody's talking about that. Audit, half of Biden's Twitter yeah. followers, absolutely bogus, fake. Nobody's talking. Uh, Curry's mother reveals she literally aborted a baby, and, well, she kept staff. Over a million Italians fined for breaking vaccine mandate rules. Bill Gates, who is not a doctor demanding vaccines. You look at all this, and none of this is really mainstream press discussion. And I think it's getting more and more polarized, yeah. Eldon. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right, Sam. It's just um, there's such a disparity between uh, what we see in the so-called mainstream press and uh, the alternatives that it's just uh, it's almost like people are living in two different worlds. Where do we go with it? What's going to happen if it just gets worse? Well, we're going to have to. I don't see how it won't uh, just get worse. Do you? Not not unless we, uh, you know, choose to change. (laughs) So Americans, more than ever, we as Eldon wisely pointed out earlier in the broadcast, more than ever, folks, it's a matter of what news are you going to pay attention to. All right, are you going to go to the Fox News? Are you going to go to Newsmax? Are you going to go to CNN, uh, CNBC, MSNBC, whatever, all these places where you just have flat-out propaganda? They claim we're the propagandists. We claim they are. Who's telling you the truth? Uh, Yet we're going to WND.com, The New American, The Epic Times, you know, Daily Wire, uh, going to um, Brighty on TV, Brighty on Radio. LovingLiberty.net. I mean, I could go on and on and on of these sources, but we're in totally different worlds now, and it's getting more and more with the red state, the blue state divides, the blue states doubling down in murder and abortion, the red states trying to stop a lot of it from abortion to, I mean, we can go right on down the list, and uh, the culture war continues. I pray we can find a way to move forward in civility. I'll tell you that right now. That's my prayer. That's our effort on your radio as well. Callforcivility.com is a website I put together if y'all want to check that out to learn more about our efforts in that arena, by the way. And I would like to thank Brighty on Radio Networks. We'd like to thank the Loving Liberty Radio Network. We'd like to thank all the AM and FM affiliates that carry the show. We'd like to thank um, Kelly and Brian and our uh, producers up and down the line, Cameron and all those folks, crew. Uh, just because I you know, get the focus, that doesn't mean I'm any more important than anybody else. It's all of us together telling you the tale of truth, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, Eldon. Well, thank you, Sam. Gosh, yeah, it's all a lot of people make it happen. So great to say thanks. God save the Republic of the United States of America.